I'm pulling out of the parking space. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. And, and it meant that I had to drop my kids off at school. But, so today, we're going to... I get a lot of questions about playtesting. So I thought today, I was going to spend my podcast talking all about playtesting. Now, be aware, I'm mostly going to talk about design playtests, because that's what I do. I'll talk a little bit about development playtests, because I've been in a few of those. But, okay. So, let's ask the first question, which is, how do we playtest? And the answer is that we make stickers. So we have a thing we call Multiverse, which is our database. And Multiverse has the ability to produce stickers. Uh, you, we print them on stickers much like you'd put on an envelope, although they're, we, we cut them to make them fit on a magic card. And then we put them on the appropriately... Like, if it's a green card, it goes on a green magic card. And so we have old magic cards that we sticker on. Uh, and so our playtesting is these stickered cards. So what happens is, let's say I want to do a playtest. There's a guy named Dan. Dan is the man. Uh, Dan is the person who arranges things like um, doing stickers. So you'll go to Dan and say, I have a play test in two days or three days. You've got to give him enough notice. And tell him whether you're doing booster draft or sealed. Um, if, you're, if your set has certain parameters, sometimes um, we're trying to do something where things are just a little bit different. Um, you know, Time Spiral had a bonus sheet. Uh, Innistrad had double phase cards. There's, there's always things that in playtesting that are different from normal that you have to sort of make sure Dan understands. Um, and then what happens is the day of your, your playtest, Dan produces playtest cards for you. Now, back in the day, you used to have to make your own playtest cards. In fact, I've stickered a lot of magic cards. Um, it used to be once upon a time you made your own stickers and you stickered them. And so uh, over the years, I've stickered a lot of cards. I now live in the glory times where I don't have to sticker cards, but I remember. I remember those days. Um, so what happens is, the first thing you do is R&D, um, or design, a design team, starts by building the commons. So the first playtest is an all-common playtest. Um, what you will find, by the way, when you play with all commons is uh, you realize what the other cards are doing for magic. Commons um, do a good job of explaining sort of the base of what's going on. And the reason you start with commons is to make sure that the theme of your set is coming through. It, my famous quote, you know, if your theme is not a common, it's not your theme. Uh, you want to make sure the reason you start a common is, like, can you get the essence of what you're trying to do in simple form in commons? And so your first playtest is with commons. Now, the problem with an all-common playtest is you have no, there's no um, major sweeping cards or cards to turn the game around. I mean, there's some kill spells and stuff, but there's not, it is hard when you are losing in a all-common game to come back. There just aren't the cards that allow you to have a big turnover because those tend to happen at higher rarities and not at common. Um, but the very important thing about commons is you're trying to get an essence of how things feel. So um, another important thing to remember in common playtests is um, it, the goal is not to build the best deck. I know people take, get a little taken aback when I say that. Um, and in fact, I've talked about this before, we have what we call a flat power level when we play test in design. And what that means is every card is priced so it could be played. Um, uh, and the reason for that is the goal of playtests, especially early playtests, is just to get experience with the cards. Is just to say, okay, I played with this, how did it feel? And that a lot of early design is about figuring out what you like and don't like, what works, what's synergistic, you know, what, where is the, the magic in your set, if you will. Um, and so a lot of the early playtest is about trying different cards. So one of the things I say uh, for number one is don't keep playing the same deck. 
You know, the goal isn't to find the best thing. The goal is to experience a lot of different things. So if last time you played red-green, this time don't play red or green. Um, and also, uh, I have a, what we call the three-of rule, um, which is... or the two-of rule? I'm not sure what the name of it. Uh, you can have two copies of any one card. If you get a third copy of a card, you can trade it in for another card of the same rarity. Um, or actually, usually you trade in for the same rarity, same color. Um, and... Uh, the only exception is there's some mechanics in which you're trying to get a whole bunch and then we let you play with more than two of those. But generally the idea is don't play with more than two of a card because I just want you experiencing more different cards. I want you... I mean, the reason I let you play with two is sometimes there's interactions with the card in itself, so I want those to come up. Um, but in, especially in early play tests, I sort of push people toward playing different, playing more different cards, playing more experiences that are different from what they've done before. Um, and like I said, the, early, the role of early playtest is for the design team to understand and experience all the different facets within the set. Now, another big thing that goes on early in design is you put in the set more than you intend to stay in the set. And the reason is not everything works. Things will fall out. So what you tend to do in early playtest is you overstuff with just different things. Because what the goal is, you want to experience and try different things. You're not... Early, early design is not about synergies. It's not about um, interconnectivity just yet. It, it is about, it's not about creating an environment. Early, early is getting the elements that you think are interesting, playing with them, and learning what those elements are. Okay, so that, that's kind of early play test. And, and remember, another important thing has to do with what we call iteration, which is a big part of design is you try stuff, you, take, you, know, you play with it, you take notes on it, you make changes, and then you play again. And that cycle goes on and on during the course of design. Um, normally what happens is early design, the play tests come more infrequently. Um, uh, in early design, I try to play test every three or four weeks. Uh, mid play test, I try to play test every other week. And late play test, uh, late design play test, I try to play, uh, do a, uh, I try to play every week. Um, basically, as the iterative process goes along, you want to shorten the time of iteration um, because you're making smaller and smaller changes. Early on, you might play and make radically different changes. You might add whole mechanics and take out whole mechanics or radically change things. And so the file could change significantly. That's why you have a little longer period of time. Late in design, you are, you're fine-tuning things. Now, I mean... Sometimes during divine, development will come in and you're making some more substantial changes. But normally during the course of, uh, of a design, um, early design is the, is the biggest sweeping changes where as you go along, you're making smaller and smaller incremental but important changes. Um, another big thing about uh, playtesting in general is um, you want to figure out what your MVPs are. So what I mean by that is people always ask about... Um, you know, does, does design have a handle on what the good cards are going to be? And the answer is no, because design doesn't decide what the good cards are going to be. We don't even, we don't even set... Pri- I mean, we price things, but we don't determine what the ultimate mana cost is going to be. Development does that, because development's trying to figure out what they think is good and bad for the environment, what they want to push and not push. Um, our job on design is to figure out where the fun is and make sure we have the cards. So I talk about bearing bearing walls a lot for like what mechanics and what what elements of your set are the bearing walls of the set meaning don't get rid of those they they hold everything up um another important factor of that is you want to make sure that your set has cards that kind of just shine that um a a good example i'll I'll use theros um 
Theros, when we made um, Chain to the Rocks and uh, Rescue from the Underworld, that those were two cars that really defined kind of what we were going for. They had a nice distinctive feel. They felt very Greek. Uh, and each one of them was a car design that made sense in the flavor of what we were doing, but we wouldn't normally make. And that's very, very important. And in playtesting, you want to... I call them MVPs. What are the cards that are really give a special identity to the set that they're in? That you wouldn't see these cards anywhere but this set. I mean, it's cool to have a kill spell or a giant growth of something, but we do those all the time. What is really unique to this set that goes, oh, we just wouldn't make that card normally, but it makes perfect sense here. Here we'd make the card. Um, and Chain to the Rocks and Rest of the Underworld were clearly that. Both of those are very quirky cards, but they made sense here. 100 Handed Ones is another good one, where it made sense here in this set. Okay, so early playtest, you start with commons, and then you start adding in uncommons. Um, so I talk a lot about Asfan. Um, so one of the things that you have to understand in playtesting is that the ratio between commons to uncommons is 2 to 1, which means um, for every... Uh, if you counted, if you picked a common card and an uncommon card and then counted every time you saw them, you would see the common card at two times the rate of the uncommon card. Okay, people are like, wait, what's going on? Um, remember, in a booster pack, there are ten commons. There's ten commons, three uncommons, one rare, mythic rare, and one land. So you have a, uh, there's ten commons and three uncommons. But, hey, you say, wait a minute, ten to three, that's way higher than two to one, that's closer to three to one. And the answer is there's more commons and uncommons. That's why the ratio works out the way it is. Um, when you're figuring out the ASFAN and, and, and all the math, it has to do with what percentage of things exist in different rarities, so how often do we see them? So if every booster pack has three uncommons, well, you know, that's out of either 60 or now, now, more not, not, more now common is 80 these days, but so three out of 80, um, and, and uh, 10 out of 101 usually in a large set. Anyway, um, so... Early on, you play test, you figure out sort of what, um, oh, let me answer this question. This is a question I get all the time. So how does the play test actually work? What do we actually do? So here's what we actually do. Um, early in design, we tend to do sealed. Um, and the reason for that is until you have your archetypes figured out, drafting doesn't really mean much. So early play tests are sealed. Um, what will happen is everybody will get a certain number of cards. It tends to match... Uh, the equivalent of getting six booster packs, which is what you play sealed with in, in, you know, in the real world. Um, although we just take the lands out, so you're getting, I guess, 84 cards. Um, and then you're getting... Uh, early in design, you will get... Um, we sometimes give you a little less than 84 because you don't have the uncommons and the rares. Um, but anyway, you get your, your sealed deck, you build it, and then you play. And the way it works is we play matches, two out of three, um, and then we, we switch up. Sometimes we'll quit before we're completely done if somebody else is free. Um, a very common thing that will happen in design playtests and, and sometimes development playtests is people will sometimes swap decks to go, let me try your deck, see how that plays. Um, our playtests are usually two hours long. Oh, here's another quirky thing. You want a little quirky R&D thing? I will teach you about the R&D role. Okay, so the beginning of the game, you have to figure out who goes first. The way most people do that is they roll a 20-sided die. Um, so each player rolls a 20-sided die. So R&D figured out that that was inefficient. Uh, that, um, why roll two dice? So what our, the R&D roll is, one person rolls a die, 
If they roll an odd number, they win, and they get to choose player draw. If they get an even number, the opponent wins, they get player draw. And so the idea is, oh, well, it has the same, the same value of rolling two dice, but you get the same effectiveness only rolling one. The problem we run into is R&D understands this. But whenever R&D interfaces with anybody else and tries to somehow teach them the R&D role, it always goes horribly awry. Um, like, you know, I remember, so we used to uh, play, uh, we have pre-releases where we play down on the first floor, and we're intermingling with other people from the company. So in the early days, I used to sort of say, hey guys, you know, you want to do the R&D role? And I would try to teach them the R&D role. And they go, okay, well, I roll a die, and it's odd, so I get to go. And they're like, yeah, but I haven't rolled yet. And I'm like, no, 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 see, I rolled odd, and since it's odd, it's me. If I rolled even, you would have gone. Uh, and the, I just confused them to no end. So um, now, Billy Morano added to the, 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 no one else picked up this. It was, it was Billy. Bill, Billy added his own special uh, thing, because uh, he was trying to minimize people rolling dice off the table that happened a lot. So Billy's special rule was if you were rolling, if you rolled an odd or rolled a 20, you won. But if you rolled off a table, you lost. And that, the idea there was it, in, it heavily encouraged the person rolling the die to be extra careful with rolling it. Um, I think R&D didn't like that it still gave this advantage to the first player. I mean, they had to be more careful rolling the die, but they still got the advantage. So they never, never uh, picked up the team. Okay, anyway, back to the play test. So... Um, you get sealed early on, and you build your decks, and you play. Um, usually, um, development is very um, precise in recording what you did. In fact, when you play in a development playtest, they often will give you a sheet of paper, and you have to write down how many you play, how many cards you played of each color, how many artifacts you played, how many um, non-basic lands you played, uh, you know, uh, how many rares you played, rares or mythics you played. Um, sometimes if the set has a specific thing, like during Innistrad, we marked how many double-faced cards you played. Um, so uh, development is a lot more. In design, we, we mostly just look and see what colors people are playing, just to get a sense of, not that was the set balanced, so the set's not balanced, but more like, oh, did we get enough experience of people seeing things? Oh, if nobody played blue, then we're not going to get a real good sense of how blue was. Okay, once the playtest is done, there, then um, we have a wiki, the, the R&D wiki, um, somebody will post a link to the wiki and say, thanks you for playing the playtest, please give some feedback. And then people write their feedback on how the playtest went. And it might be, oh, um, I played red-blue, I was drawn in by these two cards, I really liked this thing, I didn't like this other thing, oh, and this one card I played, we need to change it for whatever reason you need to change it. Oh, another thing, by the way, that happens in playtests, people ask me about this too, which is, if you are playing with something and it becomes instantly apparent that it is wrong, it is broken, it's too, you know, too powerful, it's some, it won't work correctly in the rules, you will change it then and there. That, that is how playtest works uh, in, for design, which is, oh, this card's a problem? Okay, change it. Oh, that's too good? Raise its cost. Oh, that, you know, you on the spot, mid-game, you will change cards. Um, uh, now, the funny thing is, when you are drafting... We normally don't change the cards, but when you're playing sealed, we do. Um, I mean, sometimes if the card is just egregious, we will change it mid-game. But uh, sometimes when you're drafting, because people drafted knowing things, we, we let the cards stay as they, as they are for the playtest. Oh, so also let me explain. The way the playtesting works is every playtest sticker has a date on it that it was printed. Um, and what happens is if you change the file enough, then you do a new printing. If you just change a few things, what will happen is the one of the people will go through and just manually... Like, let's say you only change the cost of four cards. Well, somebody will go find those four cards, or, you know, every copy of those four cards, and manually change the mana cost. Um, 
So once again, um, if you've ever seen me write up stuff in um, in uh, online, like Hound, for example, uh, the playtest in, in the files we uh, white is W, blue is U. Black is B, red is R, green is G, land is L, artifacts are A, multicolor is Z, uh, and there's a few others for random things. Um, so uh, we tend to, um, when you play, that's the terminology, you're seeing like a design file out of multiverse. Now, recently, um, they've been improving the technology of the stickers. And now when you get stickers, um, it actually puts mana symbols in. And I think they print them on a color copier. So, like, um, uh, the, the, the mana symbols are colored. And if you have land that produces uh, one color or two color, it shows you what color of the lands are producing. And produces three or more color, it gives you gold. Um, yeah, the, the, by the way, the, the design sticker technology is constantly improving. Um, when I first got here, not long ago, um, like back when I was playtesting Mirage, they, were, they weren't stickers on cards. They were pieces of cardboard that were printed and then cut out. Um, and so you were playing with... Um, uh, I mean, they were roughly magic card size, but they weren't magic cards. Um, and then we quickly, early on... I mean, the sticker technology came long ago, but we're constantly refining the sticker technology. In fact, in fact, one of the things that um, we did, although we don't, we don't use this for everyday playtesting, is we have a system where you can print cards that look just like the finished card. And this is late in... Uh, late in development when all the art is in and everything uh, and it allows us to make sticker cards that look a lot like the real thing so if we're playtesting with people outside R&D that because um, one of the things you learn is I'm very used R&D is very used to playing with stickers it's very off-putting when you first start doing it because you're used to playing with magic cards and magic cards have have you know beautiful art and have the frame and the name and the flavor text and, and in playtests you know we're not using real names we're not using there's no flavor text other than a joke flavor text here or there. Um, you know, we're trying... Our, our, um, our templating is rough. I mean, usually in design... Early, early in design, we just sort of do what we... We make sure people understand what it does and don't worry about the templating. Uh, once we get some faith that it is doing what it needs to do, then we get um, uh, the templators, the, the editors, to sort of do a rough template. Not a final one, but just close enough that we, we have a general sense of how wordy it's going to be. Um, uh, so the the files the, the rules text is closer to somewhat real, but everything else not is not. And uh, it takes a while to get used to playing with the stickers. Once you do it for a while, you get used to it. Um, but it, wh- what we've learned is if you're trying to show somebody outside of R and D your game, whether it be magic or anything else, um, you want the you want to make good looking stickers because um, people judge a lot on appearance. And even though even though on their, in their head, they know this art isn't real, these frames aren't real. Even though they know that none of it necessarily is the final product, it just warps how people perceive things. And so like when I show off, I mean, I've, I haven't done a lot of new games in the last few years, but when I show off a new game, I always make sure that I do enough graphics that um, it looks like a game because it will throw people. Um, if you're not used to playing with bare-bone sticker things, it's just disorienting. Okay, so I talked about early playtests. We try things out. We see what we like. We do the commons. We start layering it on commons. Okay, then we get to the, the middle part of the playtest. Um, uh, rares start getting in somewhere between the end of the early part and the beginning of the middle part. Um, you don't need all the rares. to Like, uh, in a limited deck, you get, I think, six rares. You have six packs. 
Um, so you only need six rares per people playing, so you don't need all the rares to have experience of playing with rares. Um, so rares tend to enter the file as you come up with them. Um, now one of the things for those that have read my nuts and bolts columns is what I call a design skeleton, which is you have to figure out how many slots you have for everything. Common and uncommon were much tighter and try to keep close to what we actually have. Rare, we stay loose for a little while because in rare, you're just trying out a lot of different rare cards. And it, the rares don't really affect the Azfan too much, so you're not worried about the Azfan. Where the common, uncommon do, so you're trying, like, do I have enough, whatever the tribal you care about in a particular set? Like, I'm, I care about goblins. Do I have enough goblins in, my, in, in, in the set? Uh, do, are goblins showing up enough? When I have cards that care about goblins, are those cards sitting dead in my hand, or do I have enough goblins to make those cards work? Um, that's the kind of thing that design has to slowly figure out that is environmental, if you will. Um, we don't figure out mana cost, but we do figure out trying to get numbers in the right ballpark. And our development will come along, fine-tune what we're doing. Okay, so early, play, uh, sorry, middle playtest, middle design playtest, um, we start doing draft. Um, usually we rotate between sealed and draft when we get to the middle. Um, the other thing, by the way, is not all our playtests are, are limited playtests. We also do constructed playtests. So what constructed playtests are in design is we just pick themes. Usually the, uh, each player gets a theme and some color combination. Um, normally what we'll do is we'll pick the mechanics that we're playing with early on and we'll say, okay, this is mechanic X. That mechanic is in black, red, and green. Uh, okay, um, Bob, why don't you take two of the three colors, you can pick whichever ones you want, uh, and make a deck focused on mechanic X. Make a mechanic X deck. Um, and the reason we do constructed playtest is there are things that you just can't see until you try to make the deck. That when you're playing limited, the, the mechanic X deck in limited has less cards that are dedicated to the theme. But once you get to constructed, it's like, okay, I can do what I want. Well, let me look. So early constructed playtest, which doesn't happen. So constructed playtests don't happen to the middle part of design. Uh, early constructed playtests only use the set you are playing in unless it's a small set, and then you get to also use the big set. Um, now, once you move along, later on you start being able to use things in standard to get a sense of where this deck's going to play when it comes out. Um, but early on, you're just trying to see if the set itself is providing things that you need. Um, it informs you a little bit about limited, but it's a lot more about, about constructed, especially casual constructed, which is what we refer to as people who build decks, but they're not following formats. They play the cards they own. Um, so it's really important for that crowd that... The, there's enough stuff within the booster pack to play with itself that you can combine with the other cards, but it, that it, all the tools for playing with a new mechanic are there because um, the, any one set is going to have the most tools to play with its own mechanic. Now, we often try to plan ahead, which is if we know we're going to do a theme, we try to make sure that before it there are sets that have cards that go into that theme so when the card comes into standard, you get to not just play with new cards, but you get to mix it in with some old cards. And we're always very conscious of that. Okay, so medium playtest, uh, you alternate, your limited playtests play alternate between sealed and draft, and then you're alternating between limited and constructed. Um, so it's like uh, sealed, constructed, draft, constructed, sealed, constructed, draft, as such. Um, uh, and like I said, the medium playtest, I try to make sure we playtest at least every two weeks. It can be faster than that, depending on how the set is going. The real question, by the way, of when to playtest is, did I make enough changes that I think there's more to be learned? Um, and, and as you move later on, those changes can be more and more subtle. But did you make changes that is worth playing in to see? Now, early playtests, we often will playtest twice. 
Um, and the reason is there's so much material you're trying to get that um, we often need to play test multiple times just to sort of pick it all up to have a chance to play with the different mechanics. Um, or, like I said, early on you're trying to pick things out and figure out what you want to use. So middle play tests, um, we tend to play once and um, the role of the middle play test is to start figuring how things go together. Uh, the first set is finding what the pieces are. The second part, the second middle part, is figuring out how things go together because you want to start structuring them in such a way. Um, the other thing that's very common early on in playtests is that we will take mechanics and spread them to all the colors often, and then as we get to the middle part, we start breaking it down. Like, okay, this mechanic's mostly going to be a red, black, green thing, and it's not going to show up in white and blue. Or if it's in white and blue, it's at high rarity, so it's not a limited thing. It's more of a casual, constructive thing. Um, so the middle set is starting to figure out the balance of picking, you know, fine-tuning which mechanics you want, how they play with each other, and then once you, um, the way I like to describe it is, let's say you're making a wall. Well, first you pick your bricks. What, once you pick your bricks, then you, got your, you need your mortar to hold the bricks together. Once you figure out your mechanics, then you've got to figure out what are the cards and things that I need to make those things work together. So let's say mechanic X and mechanic Y both show up in red. Well, I'm like, okay, are there particular cards that help link X and Y that if you have this in your deck, it'll make you want to play X and Y together? Um, and we have to start thinking about that. So then you move to late play test. Late play test, like I said, you play test every single week. Um, it's constantly changing. Um, well, I mean, it's constantly, you're constantly playing. You're fine-tuning every week. Um, I guess the change is lesser than the early on. Um, and what happens is early on, um, you, you care about widespread notes much more you care about individual notes. I mean, you make notes about individual cards just so you can change them. Um, but you're really, the bigger issues of early playtests is widespread. Is this working? What mechanics do we want? Um, as you move along, you start fine-tuning a lot more on individual cards. You know, late playtest is how can we make this particular card effective better? Oh, if this card it was tweaked in this way, or we changed power toughness, or, you know, we did something that this card might play better if it had a small tweak to it. Um, and so you tend to go from macro to micro as you play test, meaning you start caring about the bigger things, and the more you play, you start solidifying the bigger things, and then you start caring about the smaller things. Um, you know, and the, like, actually, maybe there's a better example than my, my, my rock example, my, uh, my brick example, is let's say... Um, I, I know uh, this is a, a science thing where you take a glass and uh, the, the teacher fills the glass up with, with a whole bunch of big rocks and says, is this full? And you go, yeah, yeah, it looks full. And then he takes small rocks and pours them in. And the small rocks go in between the big rocks. He goes, is this full? And you go, yeah, yeah, that seems pretty full. And then, you know, he pours some sand in and fills it up a bit more. Is this full? You go, yeah. And then he pours water in. And the point is, there's always smaller things, smaller spaces you can fit things into. And design is a lot like that. That you move along the playtesting, that you're starting with the bigger things, and you start fine-tuning and caring about smaller and smaller things. To the point at which, in late playtests, you are caring about nuances and how individual cards are working and how combinations of cards are working. Now, remember that um, design is handing this off to development. That we're not, I mean, we're done with design, but that the process is not completely done. And that there's a lot of things that development is going to care about that design doesn't spend a lot of time on. A big one is mana cost. Uh, another one is design does not figure out the, the metagame for standard, so we are not pushing particular things. What we're trying to do is make sure that all the strategies have viable components that the, play, the developers can tweak the knobs to figure out whether they want to make them weaker or stronger based on how it's going to play. Because... Um, what we try to do is make sure, like, 
we're doing Mechanic X, Mechanic Y, and Mechanic Z. Does Mechanic X have the things that needs to be fun? Does Mechanic Y have the things that needs to be fun? Are there things to make Mechanic X, Mechanic Y maybe play together in the same deck? You know, and you're balancing all those individual elements. Um, the other thing that happens during the last part of playtesting is the last two months of a large set, last, the last month of a small set, is what we call divine, which is the crossover between design and development. It's a clever name. D-E-V-I-G-N. Um, and so in divine, um, development starts playing with the set. In fact, you have, usually what happens is you have one playtest every week um, that you both play in. Um, so usually development sometimes plays a little more than design because they're trying to learn all the stuff about the set. Um, d- design plays at least once a week during the final, sometimes more depending on how the set's going. Um, and what happens is while design is making its notes during divine, development is making its notes. So a lot of divine is, is addressing the larger comments of development because development will start by giving pretty big comments. You know, they might say, here's a, now be aware during the entire process, development is looped in. At the end of exploratory design, we, we show our, our things to development to get feedback. Uh, midway through design, we show development stuff to get feedback. Obviously, in Vine, they give lots of feedback. So we are constantly trying to make sure, and there is a developer on the design team to sort of address development issues and go, here are things I anticipate we might have so the design team can try to figure things out. Um, but it's not till Divine that development starts giving it sort of major notes. And it's when it starts playing with the set. Like, it's like, okay, it's at a place where you can really play with the set. Now, notice when I said we got into the middle part that not all the rares are necessarily done. By the time you get to the, the, final, the final third, your rares... I mean, not that your rares won't change, but you need to have all the rares and mythic rare slots filled. You need to have a full set. In fact, when you hand the set over, you tend to hand over a little over that, especially in rares and mythics, so that there are some extra cards if the team needs them. Um, also... Uh, in a file, we do what we call 99ing, which is when we do something and we don't need it, we take it out. Um, if we really, really believe that, if we took it out but we know that it could go back in in a second, we 66 it. A 99 means we took it out because it w- wasn't fitting anymore. Usually we leave some of the 99s and the 66s for development. Um, the 99s are ones where like, well, this was interesting, but we shifted, but if you shift back, maybe you'll be interested in this. Uh, and the 66s are, look, we lost it for space, but it's a good card. If you need it, here's a card. Um, and then we do the, the late playtests, and like I said, a lot of the playtests, early on, it's like, this mechanic's doing blah, 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 or I really like this card, we should do more like it. End playtest is more like, this card is not playing well with that card, or if we make this tweak to this card, it'll play better with that card. Um, so anyway, um, hopefully, uh, like I said, my, my goal today was to give you guys a little more sense of when we playtest, how we do, and what happens, and... Um, I get asked about playtests all the time. People seem very interested in playtests. So, uh, but anyway, I've just parked my car, so we all know what that means. Yes, it's time to end my drive to work. And instead of talking about magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll talk to you guys next time.